For over 10 years, VOC Nation has taken listeners behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Our hosts are not only experts on the business, but have lived in the business. Subscribe and hear weekly podcasts from hosts like legendary pro wrestling journalist Bill After, former Impact Wrestling star Wes Briscoe, former WWE and AWA broadcaster Ken Resnick, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, former WCW star The Maestro, NWA legend The Raging Bull Manny Fernandez, and much more. VOC Nation programming is free on most major podcasting apps, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com. And video podcast and bonus content is available on Patreon for as low as $3 a month. What are you waiting for? Head to VOCNation.com and dig into the most comprehensive podcast network built for pro wrestling fans. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at VOC Nation Wrestling Network and follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation. Hey, it's real weird to go into the show after talking about maybe scaling back after. It's so funny. Oh, it's so hard to get back and do it. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to do it anymore. Hey, welcome to Obey the Puck. There's a little hint into the year future. I'm here. Kelly's here, Paul's here, obey the puck. We have a few things to talk about this week, and we're going to blast right through. And the first thing I want to get off my chest is that banner that hasn't been updated since the 70s behind me, the Philadelphia Flyers. I said I was going to go on a mini quiet rant, and that's what I'm going to do. Um, so this year, it, you know, it's the, the smaller season, the slower, shorter season, 56 games, everything matters, and uh, – Flyers are absolutely playing like it doesn't matter. Uh, everybody shoots on Hart's glove. Hart, one trade doesn't fix this. That's all I want to say. We've been having not arguments on Twitter. Myself and a bunch of other guys at different levels uh, in press or on Flyers Twitter, air quotes, have been discussing this for a couple of days, and everybody – there's a, uh, three or four or five people saying one trade fixes it, and there's me and two others like, no, one trade isn't fixing this. And I just want to say, one trade isn't fixing this. Nolan Patrick is not the same. Let me preface this by saying that I am not one of those guys saying Nolan Patrick is a pansy who has head trauma. We all well documented how I feel about people who downplay his head trauma. So when I say Nolan Patrick is not the same player he was before he had hit, uh, the, the migraines or whatever medical condition he was, I mean that literally. Something's wrong with Nolan Patrick. I don't believe he's 100%. Whatever trauma he experienced changed him. Carter Hart is not having a good year. I'm also not one of those people saying Carter Hart's the bust because he's 12 years old. What is he, like 22, really? I think maybe 21, 22. He's a kid playing in front of a team that clearly is missing a bunch of pieces and doesn't care. Carter Hart's not a bust, but he's not having a good year. Uh, inconsistency is not the word for the veterans and the other forwards that should be – how long have we been doing the show now? It's eight years. How many times have I said Flyers are better on paper than they are on the, on the ice? Here we are again, these players who are better on paper – not performing. I'm over that. <laughs> I just want to put this in the ether. And also preface this one by saying I don't want to trade Claude Giroux. However, I don't care if it's Dick McMunch, Bill Smith, not that Bill Smith, not Billy Smith, Joel Farabee, Joe Schmo, Mike Blow. I don't care who's on this team anymore. Loyalty is getting me nowhere as a fan. I don't care who goes and who stays. God's sakes, figure it out. One trade is not fixing this team. There are fundamentals and issues on the ice. As a fat guy, I'm saying from my chair safely, uh, self-aware, that are missing right now. Two of them are Michael, uh, or, or Yo, uh, what's, Mike, what's Mike Yo's first name? Is it Mike Yo? Is that his name? From the okay. former Wild coach, Kel? Uh, Michelle, yes. it's Terrian and Yo are the special teams. When I tell you those words, how does that make you feel as a hockey fan? Terrian and Yo are the Flyer special teams. How is your head not exploding? 
I'm sorry, I got a little loud there. My head exploded when they announced it to the point where I actually forgot it because I buried it. And then every time I saw them that first year they were up, I'm like, oh, yeah, there are special teams go. They're not producing either. One trade doesn't fix this. The Flyers are not one trade away from a deep playoff front. Unless they wake up all of a sudden. We're halfway through the season already, guys. One trade doesn't fix this team. I would file, fire Terry and EO tomorrow. And what pushed me over the edge today was what Paul saw on Twitter right before we went live, which was the hit that was not called by anybody on – it wasn't even a hit. It was a face-off, whatever the he, – he scooped up Lawton, whoever that was. I don't even know him. So I was so mad and just dumped him on his head. And not only did the refs not call it, nobody on the ice – did anything. And I'm supposed to be okay with it. <laughs> Comments, cool and collected and say they're fine. It's no problem. Now, I'm going to check the score. It's probably 3-3 tied now. But I don't, there, I don't see anything on this team that is indicating that, that they're one trade away from uh, a cup run. I, don't, I, I might be crazy. Paul, you've, you've observed them from afar. You gave us a nice slacking. Well, you, because you're on the team. The Bruins gave us a couple schlackings. Tell me I'm wrong. Please make me feel better. I don't. I, I would just advise everyone in Philly to back off from the edge of the Ben Franklin Bridge. You could be rooting for Buffalo or the Rangers but or one of those teams. Philly is – there's a pack of five teams at the top of this division. Four of them are going to make the playoffs. Philly's right there contending. They're not – I understand what you're saying about maybe this isn't this team isn't constructed for a long run, but they're in the mix. So update is four two. <laughs> Stop it. So, so in the mix, they're in be, the it mix. Could be, it could be worse. You, uh, forgive me if my head doesn't literally explode when you say they're in the mix because I don't see it. Um, Kelly, you told me the same thing two weeks ago. Is you're are you changing your tune? Am I wrong? I, I'm okay with being wrong. I would like to. I would like to put my entire foot in my mouth about this team. I will gladly do it on stream. Somebody shove my foot in my mouth. After what I saw you put in your mouth on that other show, what might be better? It's not the worst thing I've had in there. Anyway, uh, Kelly, I, again, there, I, there is. Good as any other team this year. It's just. Have you seen that power play? Mate, you yes, you watch the same team every game. You don't judge them against other teams unless they're playing your team. You you need a big picture. <laughs> you need to step away. There is no juggernaut team. The team with the best record right now is Toronto. We all know Toronto has major problems, but they're playing well. That's how it goes. They're relatively healthy. They're playing well, they're on a run, and they'll fall off, and some other team will go on a run. You, you know who's in who's in first place in the East Division, the division that the Flyers in? Capitals, isn't it? Nope. Islanders, right? Islanders. Yep. The Islanders, who have won five straight. Remember what we were all talking about two months ago, how the Islanders were a mess and would never win another game? It This season makes no sense. It's just you have to play it through to the end. Then they'll figure out winning percentages, and the playoffs will start. That's really the only thing that matters in this season. Get to the playoffs and figure it out there. They might not get to the playoffs. They They might not. not. (laughs) But you tell them they're in the playoffs now. I don't want them in the playoffs now. No, I mean, I'm set, that's what people are saying, that they'll make the playoffs. All the, Everybody said they'll make the playoffs. No, they're not. Well, the, no, they're I mean, not. Every game is a four-point game. It, two wins in a row, and you jump up three spots in your division. It's, that's what's happening to Boston, yeah. They're losing against the Sabres. Yeah. Badly. Yeah, the game's not over, though. Would Would you like to refer back to the Pittsburgh game? No. Okay. I hate hockey so much. Why do we do this show? <laughs> I don't even know. I, I I wish I had the I I wish 
I wish. I try to say I'm different. Date down. Deep, date down. Deep down, I am a angry Flyers fan who is not seeing things rationally. And that's the same thing. What you two both just said are the same things that everybody who is rational on this. Does. And I've kept, I've not, we've been having conversations on Twitter. Not the usual, you're wrong, you're an idiot, you're a moron, you moron, block me. None of that. People having a conversation. Shocking, I know, but still, well, except for the one guy that I muted. Everybody was like, don't pay attention to him. Nobody cares about John. Uh, <laughs> but it's like it's not taking. I, I'm, I'm in freakout mode. I'm in Flyers freakout mode. Can I, am I, can I at least, am I rational about EO and Tarion as the special teams coach, please? Can, can I get that? I'll give you that one. Thank you. A power play should be at least decent, and it's, it's, it's not. terrible. <laughs> so you can't replace all the players. Uh, yeah, at this point, I, I would I would find someone else. Yeah, I don't remember Yeo being the head of juggernaut offensive squads over in Minnesota ever. Nope. Ever. Made <laughs> no sense to most of us when they announced Terry. Again, it made so little sense that I had forgotten until about four weeks into the first season that A.V. was the coach where it was a shot of Yeo and Terry on the bench going, when did, when did they get here? <laughs> like, I, I forgot. <laughs> they're, they're useless. They are useless people at the special teams. I don't care how many feelings that hurt. Don't care if it hurts their feelings. They're useless. They're there. not listening, so don't worry about no, it. No, I mean, I know that. Thank you. How do you know they're not listening? We're I important. guarantee you they're not listening. There comes my good friend, Mike Yeo. <laughs> what you say? What you say? <laughs> Still there I, I, French I hope he's in like... Buffalo or something, yeah, right now. <laughs> No, just to just to tack on to what you said, Paul, because I've seen that a hundred times. Or at least we're not the Sabers. I'm so tired of being at at least we're not level. I'm just I'm so tired of it. I'm so tired. I'm just I'm tired, boss. Dog tired. That's all. That's all I wanted to say. I, it, you guys pull me off the ledge again. I I don't see what you see. I see complete. Lack of – you know what makes it worse is watching the Capitals because it's local and watching the, the – I know, you laugh. You laugh. Exact same thing. <laughs> you laugh. But what my point was is their special teams is not the same as watching the Flyers. It's a, it's a little different, but there's there's been rumblings in Capitals. Yeah, it's slightly about, different, about Kelly. Power play too, it's slightly different down at the left circle, too. <laughs> Some teams don't seem to think so. <laughs> yeah, like the Flyers. Remember they played the Capitals last, and they're on the power play, and Ovi's just chilling in the circle by himself going, Wait. well, no one knew he was going to be there. So. Yes, no one knew. No Who one ever thought Ovi would be in that circle? Right oh, there. my God. Who the that hell knew? Sneaky Russian. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Known for his stealth and subtlety. <laughs> surprise, surprise, surprise. Ovi was in the spot. I, I get. I just. I don't. I don't see the positives or complacent. I. I don't see it. I, I think they're fundamentally broken. <laughs> something broke. Something's broken. And I. And, and I also want to be clear. Av ain't the problem, right? <laughs> the Lavignon is only year two in. He is not the problem. Uh, I would fire Tarion and Yeo. I'd I do it publicly. I'd walk him out front of the arena and say, "Hey guys, you're fired. See ya." with massive social distancing and walk them to the car with a pole, push them in the limo, and send them the hell out of here. On TV, in 4K, so I can watch slow motion and zoom in on parts of their faces where they go, what the... That's that's how much I want those two gone. I'm going to figure the rest out. But we'll see. <laughs> we'll see in two weeks when I'm all like, hey, the Flyers won 10. I'm so happy. <sighs> but here is some good... There's some potentially good news. The NHL has found a home after NBC Sportsnet. And I thought this was going to happen, but I didn't say anything because, like, I don't want to be the guy that puts it out there and they sign with, like, spots or something. I wanted it so badly that I kept it to myself. And we're going to discuss watching hockey on this network, but 
considering how the network is in shambles these days. But the NHL has signed a seven-year deal, Monday Penny, with ESPN. The NHL will be returning to ESPN in 2022. We will be able to hear Kelly's cousin, not really, uh, call hockey games again. I think Gary Thorne's retired, but it would be nice to hear Gary Thorne get a game in there. Uh, I have fond memories of ESPN coverage just being better. And maybe it's just a glorified memory because the I think the NHL's coverage is garbage anyway. I posted that tweet. Was it Sunday, Paul, that I sent to you? Was it Saturday or Sunday of the camera angle they had on um, McDonough on Tampa Bay? <laughs> and yes. it's, just, it's just a shot of him behind the wall, and he's doing an interview. He's got the headset on. He's talking to – yeah, Paul, Paul says something so we can see. Uh, I thought the guys uh, really tried. We got to get pucks in deep. That, and, that, was uh, the, yeah, that was the that was the angle on the interview from Ryan McDonough at the between the two periods or before the first period, and I could tell by the camera move. The camera's like, like, do I, what do I? Ah, oh, crap! <laughs> like he did it on purpose. But I just thought it was funny that it was very a good summation of NHL coverage on NBC. It was cracking me up. Um. You know what, ladies first. Kelly, NHL's going back to NBA. I know how you feel about the NHL as a whole, but we talk about having good memories and watching the old games on our DVDs of the ESPN coverage. What say you? Um, I just hope it'll be a, a little bit more coherent than um, it's been on NBC. The the switch between NBC at, what was it, like the halfway point? Oh, I guess the the Winter Classic was kind of when NBC would start showing yeah. games. And then, you know, so the second half of the season and then the playoffs would kind of switch back and forth between the two channels. And we had the – and, of course, the Kentucky Derby would always interrupt a playoff game that invariably went to overtime and wound up was a great game that people were really watching and invested in. And it would get cut off for 19 hours of pre-coverage to a one-minute horse race. <laughs> Um, you know, so that's the kind of stuff I hope that ESPN can avoid. I don't know how many ESPN channels there are anymore. Three? Four? Yeah, they'll be on the Ocho. Yeah. <laughs> There's ESPN, ESPN2. There is an ESPN3 that's online only, so it would be like Peacock. We would use the app. There's ESPN College. I would say five or six. Okay, so they should be on ESPN1, 2, and 3. They yeah. should avoid college, but who knows? Uh, you never know. <laughs> Um. Yeah, it'll be nice to hear some new voices. Hopefully they don't bring over a bunch of the same announcers, but, you know, hockey, so we'll probably get at least half of them. Oh, that's the, the key to this is bringing over only about two people from NBC. <laughs> Not bringing over you-know-who, Pierre. I swear if he's on ESPN. <laughs> that's just... Uh, Paul. I think Pierre and Dick Vitale should do a show together. Yeah, the, the incoherent hour with Pierre and Dick? Yeah. yeah um, Great. Uh, I remember ESPN being, you know, enjoying the telecast there, but I just hope they don't get buried on ESPN because uh, what other leagues do they have the contracts to still? I know they do baseball. and Do they do basketball still? I don't know. Yeah, they do basketball. So are we going to get hockey relegated to uh, 11 o'clock at night games only? or I, the, I, the, the feeling I'm getting at this is, is a, this is a huge deal, so I don't think so. I don't think so. Although if they do bring it back to ESPN2, I would like the old type graphics just for at least yeah. a game. Keith Olbermann with his cheesy mustache and his little Everything jacket. but Keith Olbermann, please. <laughs> but I want the old, like – it almost insultingly stupid ESPN2 original graphics. Like the like, lowercase. And the, the, like, like, e, like paper cutouts. Like, they were edgy. Mm-hmm. Even as a kid, I was like, this looks stupid, and I hate it. Uh, it sounds but, like they don't – the financials haven't been announced, and there's also, like, half of the deal, which is still up in the air. <laughs> so – Cluster F, just like the NHL would be. So, so NBC could retain half of the package because right now ESPN's only committed to three cups. 
because it's a 10-year deal. Oh, that's the other channel. ABC is ESPN. Yeah. So, yeah, we'd go to ABC. Yeah. Uh, I, I would tell NBC to F off completely because it's horrible. So will it be a case of meet the new boss, same as the old boss? boss? Go yeah. ahead, Kel. Fox is still in the running, and CBS can't be entirely ruled out. So, it's like <laughs> so, 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 so there is no deal. all the channels. So uh, <laughs> cancel all that excitement. It's not happening. It's <laughs> going to be a mess just like it is now. Cool. <laughs> just like the NHL would be. You know, it would be easy if they let you pay for NHL. What is it? It's just not center ice. What is it? Well, I think it's just called NHL TV. Now, just like AHL TV, it'd be yeah, nice basically. if you just pay the flat well, that fee. Would, and go that ahead. would they would have to stop what they're doing. No. Think about a whole new plan, and then do something completely different, which they're not going to do. Even though that would be the best thing for them to do in the long term, they desperately need to move this onto a streaming platform where people all over the country, all over, you know. Well, the U.S., I guess Canada is a whole other situation with rights and stuff like that. But, like, they desperately need uh, these games available to the people who want them without all these these hoops that everybody has to, to jump through. If you're trying to build your audience, that is how you do it these days. And they they can't even wrap their brains around any of that. It's... Uh, the only reason why I'm saying yes, I agree with you about the Canada thing, because even the WWE Network, right? Everywhere else around the world, it's staying the same. Canada as well. Uh, but in the States, it's changing to the uh, Peacock Network. <laughs> but the the it's always been a different rights issue with the network up in Canada. So even because hockey's bigger as far as Canada goes, I can't imagine trying to figure that out. But to add on to what you're saying, what I was saying before, if they just did that, that streaming thing, like the network, like MLB, well, actually, you know, MLB does it too, so I can't say that. MLB included on the other side of it. The NHL just had you pay for that fee and not worry about the goddamn blackouts. I'd have that in a heartbeat. The blackouts is what keeps me – because the app and the coverage on the NHL app – is spectacular. As much as we rave about the AHL because it's all the games feeding to me now and it's just one camera, two cameras, maybe three, but you get all the games everywhere, every single time, every every time they're on, you get it on the app. The NHL coverage is insane. You can do three, three cameras. It's really cool to have the main shot and have the goalie cameras on the bottom. It's The app is insane. You get your bang for your buck. And they neatly take it away with blacking out Philly games in D.C., which makes zero sense. Not just games they play in Washington. We've talked about it a hundred times. The blackout thing is a bigger issue on the NHL app than any of the other. I've used the MLB app and the NBA app. The NHL is worse. It's so bad. There's no point of paying that much money if you're going to blackout most of the game. If the blackout thing didn't happen, problem solved. They could hold these networks to a bigger, you know, contract thing and be like, you know, you're going to have to pay us real good now. But they won't do it. The blackout thing. I I don't know how logistics work in the blackout thing. I'm not going to pretend to know, but that's what's keeping me from that app. But I have fond memories of them on Fox, too. So if they go to Fox, at least we get the Cletus robot back for the hockey stick. And the Cole Park. No. No. You remember they already, was it like two months ago, they got rid of the tracker puck because of the same reason? It was reacting differently with even that little chip in there. So they got rid of that too. So they're just tracking with like little things on the uniforms, but the puck's gone already. Uh, And I think it's a quickie tonight, no pun intended, um, because the only thing else we have to talk about is the some women. We got some women's women's hockey news. Women's rules? Uh, Women do rule. They do rule. Especially in my house. Well, I just always thought it was funny that the guy that got a divorce was telling me happy wife, happy life when I left the house. And I was like, but you, okay. It's true. uh, Having been through a divorce and now a happy marriage. (laughs) You figured it out though, right? Because he still hasn't. Uh, No, I I just chose much much better this second. (laughs) 
Uh, Kelly, you have anything to say about that? No, I actually don't. No comment. But yes, uh, the or, NWA. Or I should say, she chose me. <laughs> yeah, there you go. She chose me too. The uh, sorry. <laughs> um, the NWHL used the words postpone on purpose because Paul. Do we want to do that now or last? We got the NPAA also. I went to it and might as well do it. <laughs> then we're doing it. Yes. Big news this week broke. What the, today's Tuesday. Broke yesterday. Just yesterday, yeah, yeah. Broke just uh, today is only Tuesday. Holy moly! Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, the NWHL, which suspend, well postponed, suspended, whatever you want to use their season, their late classic bubble when everybody caught COVID, is has come up with a date to finish off their season. They're going to do their playoffs, which is very exciting. The dates will be the 26th and 27th of March at Warrior Ice Arena in Boston. And the games will be held, will be shown on NBC Sports Network. So that's very exciting news. Four of the six teams are and in the playoffs. We just spent 20 minutes crapping on. <laughs> exactly. But now they're awesome again. They, totally, they totally redeem themselves. It's the national network with national coverage. I This is a I'll say the same thing we said when it was announced when they were supposed to have it beginning of March. Well, beginning, it was beginning of February, actually. Yeah, but the games were supposed to begin March 1st. It was supposed to be that weekend, March 1st, wasn't it? No. No. February 1st? Was it February? It was oh February. Oh, God. It's March? Time has no meaning <laughs> yeah, anymore. Exactly. <laughs> is it exactly. March? What it happened? Lousy smart sweater. Okay. The same thing we said for the beginning of goddamn February holds true. This is a big deal. We're, everything that the NWHL has come from and done, this is a huge deal. And I'm looking forward to it. They do great numbers on Twitch. They're rerunning old Isabel Cup games and, 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 and playoff games on Twitch right now and getting the same crowds coming back watching reruns. There is a devoted fan base built in right now. It can only get bigger. Because pe- there are people that don't know it exists. I've talked to people that go, and the NWHL, what, end up, what are you talking about? National Women's Hockey League. That's a thing? That's something going for them heading into this kind of relaunch because the vast, vast majority of the audience who will tune in will know nothing about the drama that happened earlier in the year. I'll be, I'll be curious to see how that's played. Um, if they, if they go into it at all, or if they just, just pass it by and, and, and don't even mention it, that will be interesting. But yeah, this kind of coverage can only be a good thing. It gets more eyes on the games, and that, and that's that's the the biggest thing for them right now. They need people to see the games, and then hopefully you you retain some of that new that new audience. There will be no fans in the stands, unfortunately, but that's okay. That's okay. Um, and the, the seeding will be let's see, the top seed will be the Toronto Six. Second seed will be the Minnesota Whitecaps. Third seed Connecticut Whale, and the fourth seed is the Boston Pride. So. The Metro Riveters and the Buffalo Utes did not make the cut. For obvious reasons. <laughs> well, the Buttes were just putrid in the tournament, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're looking forward to it very much, and I'm looking forward to it from a personal standpoint because I got a call from the league yesterday, and they asked me to do the PA yes! for the tournament. Yes! <laughs> nice going, Paul. So yes! I'll be on national TV myself because the PA, one of the best parts about being the PA which I learned from the basketball tournament I did last year, last week. I'm doing a trophy presentation, baby. Nice. What? I will be doing the trophy presentation. I did not know that. That's well, I mean, just, you know, from a voice. I won't be on the ice giving that's it. That's okay. Commission or stuff, Learn, but I will be the your one. Your voice will be heard. Ladies and gentlemen, you're 2021 Isabel Cup champions. Yes, sir. Not the Boston Pride. <laughs> hey, you know what? It, uh, there is a little small part of me rooting for either Connecticut, well, mostly Connecticut, Connecticut or Toronto, because then you'll we'll, we'll still have everybody with one single championship. Oh, okay. Because there's been four cups handed out, four different winners. Nice. That's awesome. I'm last very happy. Last year would have ruined that, but, you know. Well, well whoops. <laughs> I also want to say, as far as the Buffalo Buttes, uh, Buffalo does as Buffalo will. <laughs> 
Uh, I want to say hi to Dax, who's joined us, probably taking a break for the Flyers game, who are only down by one now. Um, Dax told me I need to stream every time the Flyers are on because last time I did that, they came back and won against Pittsburgh. So hopefully this this works. He missed all the Flyers talk, unfortunately. Remember that terrible hashtag, Flyers talk? Uh, but yes, I'm very excited about the NWHL. That, uh, you I, too, damn it. I really <laughs> thought it was over because, yeah. quite frankly, first of all, they don't ever need to uh, apologize to that barstool asshole. I said it. I'm sticking to it. I mean, every word I just said, F Barstool. Don't apologize to them. And they don't need them. We all know what happened after that happened on Twitch. They don't need them. Uh, But we do know that it was very (laughs) drama-filled trying to get through this. So I just assumed, thankfully wrong, and I didn't say anything publicly, so I have to put my foot in my mouth for this one, um, that it was over, but held out hope that they didn't use the word cancel. They used the word postpone and back in the saddle, baby. I can't wait to watch it. I cannot wait to watch it. Uh, for those who are hearing, like, we're, we're on Twitch here. This is a obviously much smaller community. Um, the, the NWHL Twitch chat is so much fun. It adds so much to the games, watching along with everybody who are manic and involved and knows every player, and there's the Zamboni cam. It's a fun atmosphere for a league that gets brushed off. Uh, it's a much more, it's a much nicer atmosphere than NHL. And, of course, it's not as big. So, yeah, I understand that will change someday. But right now it's much more enjoyable to watch. <laughs> it's easier to watch, too. So that's going to be big. But that is not all. Uh, Dan, yeah, it ain't happening in our lifetime. We'll need another rebuild or 50. It ain't happening. Rebuild Dax another time. Dax, I wish you'd been on earlier when I brought it up because Kelly and Paul uh, explained to me why I was wrong, and I hope I am. Well, it's not. see, the problem is you you feel that you're right if they don't win the cup. And I don't think that's the only measure of success. I'm right if they don't make the playoffs. <laughs> oh, okay. Now, see, there, I I think they make the playoffs. So uh, you can you can come back and say I'm wrong when we get to that point. I don't want it to be a right and wrong thing. I'm, okay. Well, the I, way I, I said it was incorrect. I apologize. I, what I, I'm, I'm good. I don't want to talk about players anymore. Well, no, no. I'm just playing for Dax, who is late, and he is a viewer. I just wanted to explain I didn't mean that I was right or wrong. I just meant you guys had counterpoints to what I thought were failures. And they were all very good counterpoints. That's what I meant to say. Um, back to the ladies hockey. There is one more announcement, Paul. All right. The NCAA announced their women's bracket. Oh, glasses are coming on. We're getting serious. This is teeny tiny print, and I'm old. so It's regular print. You're just old. <laughs> exactly. You know what's funny? I learned when I was doing the basketball games just to decide. My my prescription is weird because I can, I need like a no, I don't need bifocals. I need trifocals with one eye, Ooh. and the other one's fine. So, but huh? when I I brought my glasses to be able to read my copy when I was doing the PA for the basketball games, and I found out that when I look up from a paper, I can't see a damn thing. Oh yeah, because your it's, eyes are focusing out of that. Yeah. Purple. So yeah. I had to kind of do one of these. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people, like, they'll make fun of you about the glasses thing, but I went through grade two through ten with bifocals, and I always got the old man comment because sometimes my eyes got progressively better the longer I wore bifocals. The whole point was I was born with a lazy left eye. The bifocal straightened it through just using it, that kind of exercise, straightened it to the point where these are just barely prescription glasses, barely, like barely prescription glasses. But I do that thing when I look up from a book and look at the board, like, what are you, 50? That's you, I can't see. Get out of here. I wish I was still 50. <laughs> You're about 50? 55. In a you couple months. I hope I age like you and Craig Legons because Craig's 50 and 51 or something. God, I'm, I'm, I'm old. Yeah, I, I've been lucky. I was one of those people when I was young, I looked old, and now that I'm old, I look younger. <laughs> I disagree. I've seen your 
your book picture, but fine, go ahead. Anyway, NCAA announcement. <laughs> anyway, yes, the women. And the big story with the women is uh, the Hockey East claimed three out of the eight spots. So that's never been done before, I guess, in the women's side. Women only have eight teams go in. And right. they're going to be playing first round, the quarterfinals on the 15th and 16th. Semifinals and finals will be the 18th and the 20th in Erie, Pennsylvania. That's Ooh. Erie Insurance Arena, which I've been next to. I have not been inside. Not nah, missing much. Looks nice from the outside. Anyway, anyway uh, let's see. The top seed is the Northeastern Huskies. And uh, I'll go out on a limb and say if they do not win this tournament, there will be a major upset. They, I have seen them play a few times this year. Just a very talented team. And uh, they finished their season 21-1. and so, yeah, they're, they're a good team. So they're not winning, huh? No, I just put the I just put the cursor. Good job. Yeah. No, then the UConn women are immune to your curses. <laughs> <laughs> you know nothing of the UConn women. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so Northeastern took the one seed, and then following them is Wisconsin, uh, Ohio State, Colgate, Minnesota Duluth, Boston College. Providence College and Robert Morris. I just love that and Robert Morris <laughs> on anything. Robert Morris, what a name for you! It's, uh, it makes me laugh so much. <laughs> Robert Morris, uh, yeah. Last time they made a tournament run, I, uh, Brianne McLaughlin might have been their goalie. Yeah, and we know Brianne McLaughlin from her seventy-save performance in the Isabel Cup Finals yeah, back in twenty seven. Right. Wait, how? Still hurts. How old is she? I don't, I'm, I'm sorry, what grade? What? I thought she was out of college. Brianna, Brianna McLaughlin played for the Buttes back in – she just retired a couple of years ago. Oh, I was confused with what you're telling she, me. She's an alumni of Robert I was Morris. so confused. Yeah, I got so crossed up with what you said. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> huh? Wait. And that whole, that whole thing is going to be at the Erie Arena? Yeah, the, uh, the Frozen Four. Oh, the person o- opening round games are played at the higher seeds home ice, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah, gotcha. and uh, yeah, the Erie Erie Arena is where the Ottawa Erie Ottawa Erie's the Erie Otters will <laughs> be. <laughs> the Ottawa Erie Otters. Yeah, the Ontario Hockey League play there. That's where Connor McDavid played. That's where, yeah, unfortunately, in Erie, Pennsylvania, there's nothing else going on out there. There's a baseball park right next to the. Hockey where the Erie Panthers played. The original huh? ECHL. I was going to say, was that ECHL? <laughs> I don't know why I knew that. <laughs> hey, the ECHL announced their schedule for next year. Yes, they did. They announced uh, and and the first game uh, for the Royals is against the Admirals. I almost called them Hampton Roads Admirals. There is some news we can talk about. About the um. Well, we could talk about the men's college hockey too. Well, you've been watching. Go ahead, Joe. Well, that's been well, that's been announced. They've announced the site of the finals. Which is Pittsburgh at PPG, um, which is where I I haven't read anything. Are they thinking about allowing people in for that? Yes, I actually heard something twenty five percent capacity. I think I saw. Oh, yeah, okay. because Pittsburgh's on twenty five percent capacity, so yeah. That makes sense then. That that way they would do it there, and then so for the regionals for men's hockey, I think this is uh, subject subject to change. But right now it's going to be uh, the Northeast. Will play in Manchester, New Hampshire. Uh, the West will play in Loveland, Colorado. East will play in Bridgeport, Connecticut, and the Midwest will play in Fargo. I guess that there's no fans because every year the NCAA tournament, the opening round games are in Manchester, Worcester, Providence, Bridgeport. At least two out of those four every year. So oh. I always have that weekend. I always have my choice. Where do I want to go? <laughs> and it's, it's always if we've got any listeners who have not been to college hockey games, it's more affordable than minor league hockey, and uh, maybe not for the tournament, but it's very entertaining brand of hockey. So I would recommend yeah. it. You're not going to see fights. You're not going to see big hits, but you're going to see skilled fun. hockey players, though, man. College hockey's fun to watch, and there's some hitting. Uh, I was going to say, sometimes they're like, all right, I'm going to kill you right now. So Yeah, uh, there's just no fighting. Cause tough to fight with a big cage on your face. <laughs> That's true. Ow. Um, and they said, so the, the seeding is the the um, division winners get automatic seeds, and then the rest is at large, at large kind of like the the uh, 
March Madness college basketball gets goes more by my ranking. Yeah, the conference tournaments are happening this weekend. Oh, okay. Uh, it's going to be a lot of hockey oh, yeah. to watch in the, the month of March. It's going to be inundated with hockey, and that's a good thing because, like I said, pandemic led at the end of time. This time next year is going to be a completely different landscape than it was the 2020 20 and 21. Um, so, man, I mean, dude, in spite of the people that are anti-vaxxers, landscape's goddamn changed. Period. It, it, well, it's... It, End of story, period, that's going to because it has to. Uh, herd immunity is going to be happening. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh, like I said, this time next year is going to be a completely different discussion. But in the meantime, we got hockey getting shoved down our throats. And I mean that in the nicest way possible because it distracts me from the goddamn flyers. No, it doesn't. Don't listen to me. Um I do want to bring this up, and I don't want to end on a down note, but I almost forgot, and I think we should mention it, considering how much we cover minor league hockey here. Uh, the father of the Norfolk Admirals, Blake Cullen, died this week at 85 years old. Um, from what I read and from what I understand on the basic level, that not only was he integral in revitalizing the Norfolk waterfront. Waterfront, Kel? Yeah, pretty much. Sure. <laughs> Okay. Downtown. <laughs> it's hard to think of Norfolk as a waterfront. I mean, it's right there. I mean, there's water. There's a there's, lot of really big ships there. Giant I mean, Navy base there, yeah. Yeah, like 20 <laughs> miles down the road is actually Virginia Beach, which is that would be like a beach without huge warships <laughs> in the way. <laughs> Does it make it go? Well, I mean, the Delaware waterfront near the naval base is still... Okay. Anyway, he was. <laughs> you know, Virginia Beach is the second largest city in Virginia. I believe it. What's the first? Sense. Richmond. I used to know this. I think it is Richmond. Yeah, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of big cities. <laughs> say, there's not a lot of city in, in Virginia. Virginia. I, I would honestly think it would be one of the college towns, but that would be based on when the students are there. So they don't count. <laughs> Oh, Virginia Beach is the largest city in Virginia. I'm sorry. That's the second. Richmond. That's what. That's why I was so surprised by hearing that because I didn't. Richmond. That. Richmond second. I, so Phil. Uh, I don't know. I'm looking it up. Keep talking. Hurry up. <laughs> uh, not only was he uh, in Norfolk. <laughs> There's a lot of people down there. Norfolk is number two. That's what it says. Well, he was vital. He was an integral in vitalizing the uh, the downtown area, and he was also. Into integral with bringing hockey to Hampton Roads. You originally called Hampton Roads, Kel? Take me through a history of the Admirals. Um, yeah, he he bought the team in um, was it eighty eighty eight? I believe so. Yes. Um. Oh no, they weren't. They weren't a first year team. They were a second year team. So yeah, yeah eighty nine or whatever. Yeah, they're Hampton Roads. Um, they're Hampton Roads until they leave for the AHL. That's when they become Norfolk. And they've remained Norfolk since then, even though now they're back in the ECHL. End of history. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what I wanted, I, more than I knew. Um, I really – I like their jerseys, and I like their name and colors, and I like that they went back to those classic ones, kind of revamped them for the modern age. But I really hope uh, – it's kind of – and correct me if I'm wrong, but it, when I hear the name, I think traditionally – that's tr- traditional hockey, and or, I don't. I'm using the wrong words. I hope they don't go away. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, it's I, like weird. I mean, there's there. there's his, there is history there. There's been hockey in that area, um, professional hockey, um, since the 70s, which is kind of weird when you you think about it. But um, there was a there was a pretty big gap in there. Um, there was a lot of kind of the fly by night teams. Uh, kind of mid 70s to late 70s, um, and then um, the the ACHL, the Atlantic Coast Hockey League, kind of the predecessor to what became the East Coast Hockey League. Um, but the East Coast Hockey League was really what worked, um, and and Hampton Roads was uh, a juggernaut. Uh, they they kind of started out really really strong, and they never 
really weren't in the mix for at least the playoffs, if not uh, championship, um, much to my anger many times but <laughs> as a Richmond fan. Um, but, yeah, they were they were a great team. Uh, John Brophy was the coach of the original ECHL team. And, uh, you know, say what you will about Brophy, that team played really hard for him. They were always tough to play against. Um, and the, that area really rallied around the team. They they would pack the scope on on the weekends, and they would they would fill it really well during the weekday games too. And they traveled really well. Um, they just they just loved that team. And um, even when the, they went to the AHL, there was kind of a pullback from that. Some of the fan base was like, "No, we we don't we don't want the AHL." We want our ECHL team. That's the te-, you know, and and slowly but surely the AHL team did win back some of that uh, that fan base. And, of course, them winning, and they have that crazy uh, the crazy uh, championship season where they won, the, I think it's still the record or whatever, the, the longest win streak yep. uh, in is. history. And then they went on to win the Cup uh, that year, the Calder Cup that year. That, you know, that definitely helped, too. And then, and then they got the rug pulled out from under them uh, when the Ducks took their – is it the Ducks? I forget. Was, the Ducks took the, took the yeah. team back and moved yeah. them to California with Norvok had done nothing wrong. It wasn't, you know, there wasn't anything bad that the, the fans or the organization, organization had done. It was just the NHL team deciding they want their team closer. So they're back in the ECHL now, and uh, that fan base, again, is like the kind of the whiplash. Of like, But we just – and it wasn't – they just got used to the AHL. They'd been in the AHL over 15 years. Yeah, a good 20 years, give or take. Yeah. Kind of like what happened, of course, for you know, for Manchester too, it was a team yeah. that had not quite as long of a history, but they had a really good run, really strong support, and then all of a sudden, and now you're in the ECHL. Wait, what? What? Huh? We did. What did we do to deserve this? Well, nothing. Exactly. We just wanted to move the team. Yep, just based on geography. Yeah, that's it's kind of frustrating, but um, yeah, those. I I don't know if I ever had more fun. Uh, at a hockey game than a, a Richmond Hampton Roads game uh, down at the Richmond Coliseum on you know on a Friday night when it's packed. You know, ten th- I'm not making it up. Ten thousand actual people <laughs> in a heated heated rivalry. The fans didn't like each other, and the teams hated each other. And most of the time, the teams were both very, very good. So it was playoff hockey, no matter when they met, and it was so much fun. It was, it was a blast. I, I, you could express your hate on the ice back then. Oh my goodness! Much <laughs> more freely than you can today. Oh my goodness! The some of the names that were on the ice there is amazing to think about. <laughs> they didn't bring the building down to its uh, foundations. It, it came close a few times. <laughs> Um, Blake Cullen was the architect in revitalizing hockey as well in the 80s. And the scope, the Norfolk scope, uh, one of our favorite wrestling venues as well, Kelly. <laughs> Such an odd look. No building looked like that. No. Not None. Zero. Internal, I- I- inside or outside? Uh, wrestling fans who are listening to this will recognize the scope for the building that DX rolled up to in the military tank or a military jeep, to try to get in to invade the other guys. <laughs> that was outside the Norfolk scope. I also have to say, one last comment. Uh, in Norfolk, they had my favorite ever music cue, um, which was great, and you heard it all the time because of the makeup of usual, usual makeup of the Admiral's teams was whenever there was a fight on the ice, the Itchy and Scratchy theme played. <laughs> Which I loved so much. It is my all-time favorite musical cue for a hockey game. Uh, number two is the um, cue in Detroit whenever Detroit takes a penalty that they play misunderstanding. And for so. Genesis, I was about to bring that up. <laughs> the must of misunderstanding. Skate to the back, <laughs> But Itchy and Scratchy wins out because it's perfect. That's weird that Detroit plays the Genesis song. Well, actually, they were a popular Genesis city, I guess. They they went back to Michigan all the time. That's another discussion for another podcast. But uh, Blake Cullen was the architect. 
And I just wanted to get that in there because I know that's that is a huge deal. Uh, Norfolk is a huge deal. I don't know how they're doing, how they were doing pre, uh, I said pandemic, pandemic. Um, Kelly, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, they're they're trying they're trying to get that fan base back. They they made Rod Taylor the the coach, who's probably the most popular player in in Admirals in Hampton Roads Admirals history. Um. And you know he's doing. They're doing all kinds of outreach and, and doing what they can to get it back. But I don't know how that was going. It, it wasn't going too well early last season. Um, but I don't know if they kind of turned it around as they headed towards towards the well, not towards the playoffs, but into February and March. I don't know how it was going before everything shut down. One good team, one one good run will change that. And yeah, I mean that's that's really it. If, if they if if Taylor can coach that team, you know, into the finals, that would probably help more than anything else. Probably. I have this theory. It's probably not like this wild theory, as you would assume when Dan, someone like me, says I have this theory. People are going to be clamoring once the vaccines are rolling out more, and people are cleared, and and capacity raises at these events. Uh, that I think the minor league teams are going to do well uh, in most sports are going to do well for a long time because they were going to be clamoring to go to sporting events. Like, you know, we can't get a Flyers ticket. Let's drive to Lehigh Valley to see the Phantoms. We can't get a Capitals ticket. I'm not driving up to D.C. to see the Capitals. I'm not driving down to Carolina to see the Hurricanes. Let's go to an Admirals game. It'll be. You're right. I hope you're right. uh, It'll be. I have this theory. It'll be. uh, I'm almost. 90% 90% sure there's going to be a boom at first. And I hope that they can pull them in and keep, if they keep half of that. Well, yeah, and look look right now. Look at the crazy ticket prices. I mean, just look at baseball right now. You can't get look. into a major league game for under $200. I didn't look. Get I, that. No interest. They, that. Flyers announced that they were letting, um, and from all accounts, they, they're doing it very well. Uh, their distance, and nobody's screwing around in Philly taking their masks off from what I was reported and what I could see. Um, but I didn't even bother with enough practice. <laughs> didn't bother. Uh, I know I got an email from the Devils the other day. Um, you know, tickets are on sale, so hey, let me look into this. New Jersey's not that far away. $144 was the cheapest ticket. I wouldn't um, pay that much to watch that. So, you know, so let's hope that the reasonable prices of the minor leagues will attract people. Oh, of course. Cheapskates like me or families that can't afford those crazy prices. I, there's going to be a boom. There's going to be a boom after this. I, I have this feeling. There's going to be a clam. Like, I, I don't care. It's hockey. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I already told Pam that. You probably won't see me for a month when they reopen. The yeah. <laughs> I love you, babe. I'll stuff. see you in a month. Goodbye. She'll be right next to me. Who are you kidding? I told Kelly. <laughs> I told Kelly a month after I get the vaccine shots, I'll go to Philly and see a game. Well, maybe. That's <laughs> how I see. Maybe we go to Norfolk and see an Admirals game and put my money where my mouth is and support the Admirals for a game. <laughs> <laughs> what that? I won't be doing that. I'll buy a ticket there. Oh, I can't. I can't ever. That was <laughs> another another personal story. With the, so the the year oh boy uh, the year that Norfolk moved to the AHL, uh, common thing that happens. The circus was in town for their their first round of the playoffs at the Scope. That's so they yeah. the first round was against Hershey, so they played at Richmond Coliseum because uh, I think Norfolk had uh, had home ice. So. <laughs> It was, it, I mean, you know, it's first round of AHL playoffs. Um, you know, the Hershey fans traveled pretty well, but it wasn't a, that big of a crowd. And, and there was a pretty decent size amount of Norfolk fans. But there was about, I'd say about three, 400 of us Richmond fans who, who went to the game out of spite. <laughs> and uh, we sat down and, and became, you know, friends with the we became yeah. friends of the Hershey fans because we were. There's no way we were rooting for the Admirals, <laughs> so that was kind of my, kind of my entry point into uh, Hershey Bears fandom. Although I had been, I had been to Hershey before, but Richmond was my, my main team at that point because they were the closest team. Mhm. Well, I'll go alone. <laughs> I, I just want to scope. I like the scope. I just want to go to the scope. Yeah, that's the thing. I just want to get to the scope. 
Well, I, I'm, I'm nervous I'll have the, the scope I want to go to for the same reasons I wanted to go to the Baltimore Arena, which is also – it's the hockey thing, but the Flyers connection uh, – the wrestling connection, and then going there and going, this is the worst thing I've ever stepped foot in. I hate everything about this building. I don't care. Now I know why it looks like it does on TV, and I hope it rots. The scope was never that bad. It was the team. And the- Are the seats at least made of not all metal? Yeah. Okay. It's a, it's yeah, a relatively yeah. It's a relatively modern. But it has the stickiest floors anywhere. I don't care. <laughs> I'm not licking the bottom of my shoes, sir. I don't care. No, to the point where you have to pull your foot to to walk. Cool. That's fine with me. <laughs> <laughs> a little too much popcorn butter on the floor. I'm good with that. That's all the I beer they pour on people's heads when their team loses. They're yeah, I hope it's not really butter. the best losers. <laughs> I get that I'm a fat guy, but I can sit in other places and not have the time that I did at <laughs> Baltimore Arena. It's the worst seats made. Greensboro. Greensboro is huge. The Coliseum in Greensboro, those seats are still big hmm. and comfortable. I, the Baltimore Arena is the worst experience I've had in arena. I don't. It should be at the bottom of every stadiumjourney.com list. That place sucks. They don't have any real teams there, so I don't think we have any reviews of it. Good. That's where it belongs. Not on the list at all. <laughs> Sorry, Baltimore. Not really. Um, and I've sat in the spectrum before and after renovation. Paul, your perspective as a Bruins fan. What's that? And try not to look at it through Bruins' glasses. Um, Go ahead. When I, first, when I first saw the, the hit, I was like, ooh, that's not good. But the more I watched it, the worse it got. Oh, really? The worse it got. Mm. Uh, it, I thought it was very unnecessary, very dirty hit, and he was lucky to only get seven games. You know what's crazy is under I, the NHL. I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. He is not a repeat offender because he stayed clean for a season and a half uh, without right. incident, without incident and a half. Same with Marchand. Marchand is no longer considered a repeat offender. They should both be on the list for life. Um, yeah, there's a certain point where you you, you know you don't get parole. <laughs> listen, I love Tom Wilson. I'd have three of them on my team because God knows. I would love to have him on my team too, but he's got a smart. What's wrong with Carlo before Kelly said anything? Uh, Carlo went to the hospital that night over overnight. Um, I guess it's concussions, but they said he's going to be out a while. He's not, he, he said he's not doing well. Go ahead, Kel. Your thing about Tom. Oh, I, I have not. I wasn't watching the game. I've seen the replay. It's yeah. It's a, It's another hit that didn't need need to be made. It's unfortunate, kind of the the angle that that Carlo was at and stuff like that. But there was no there was no reason uh, to make the hit. And he's been. It's weird, like you said, that that eighteen months had passed and a lot of. Um, Caps fans have been saying like he's been more and more edging back to the the way he was playing. Um, so I don't shit. know if that was I don't know if that was on his mind or whatever. But he doesn't need to because yeah. in that 18 months he was playing so much better. His game got so much better. He was putting up more points yeah. and he was being that physical presence without these these borderline and well over the borderline. Um, you know who I hits. think of when I think of Tom Wilson? I think of a guy like Terry O'Reilly. Because when Terry O'Reilly started, he could barely skate, and he was up there to do one thing and one thing only. By the end of his career, Terry O'Reilly was scoring 100 points a year through hard work. And he still had that edge. He still had that toughness to his game. But he focused it in the right places. And Wilson hasn't found that. Wilson could be that kind of guy. He could be a Terry O'Reilly 90, 100-point scorer. Maybe not those numbers today. but. He'd be up yeah, there. and that—that's what I was. Yeah. Th- that eight team—it's—it's it's been frustrating to see because he was, you know, of course he was scared after the the previous suspension, whatever that. Didn't he get like a twenty was. game? Yeah, the the one that yeah that was reduced or whatever it was, but like, it, but you saw it, you know, for the end of that season or whatever it was, and then and then the, it's like you you could see the player that he could be. And then, and then, like it's it's kind of it seems to have been edging in this way, and it's like, why you don't have to do that? You you really don't. <laughs> There's plenty of guys on the Caps who can who not make dirty hits, but I mean, can be that physical presence. They were brought in to do that. That's not what you need to be anymore. And and you know what was interesting? They had uh, Ray Bork was on one of the radio stations up here this week, and he said, you know, they were asking him about that hit and if if the Bruins had a more of a tough presence 
if it would have deterred it and Bart says no. Or mm-hmm. Having a goon on the team wouldn't have deterred that. It would have still happened and he would have had to fight the goon after. It doesn't mean it wouldn't have happened. Right. Yeah, that's not a I don't think these are I don't think it's premeditated. It's he gets no, I don't he gets so agitated that. and then he just starts throwing that body around and it, that's a that's a dangerous body to be flying and, around the yeah, ice. Yeah, and like you said Carlo was in an unfortunate position cuz he was tied up with somebody else. And it's not like one of those things where Carlo was by himself and turned his back to him. He was engaged and kind of spun because of that engagement and that's when Wilson came in. Devil's advocate if Carla doesn't start in the downward turn, is it as bad? Do we care? Yeah, because I, I, I mean, think, I'm asking. I don't mean I don't mean yeah. devil's advocate to be contrarian. No, I mean, no, I'm I, asking seriously. I don't. That's know. all right. I was. A, we had a whole big meeting today at work about easing our coronavirus restrictions, and I was devil's advocate and saying some really unpopular things for an hour. So I get it. <laughs> you mean um, right things? <laughs> no, no. I just mean from the patient's perspective. But anyway. Um, to me, it looked like Car- uh, Wilson raised up. So if Carlo would have been up, and Carlo's 6'5". Carlo's not a little That's kid. say, he's not. Yeah. And he raised up and smashed him, you know, like, here with this part of his body. So if Carlo was up, he still, I think, would have caught him. Unless Carlo was standing straight up. But I think that's all this week. Kelly can't be found on social media. She is at Sketch Central, but she's uh, smarter of the two of us. Doesn't go on there. Paul, where can people find you? I'm at Puckman RI. I'm at Danla83 on all platforms. In fact, if you look at the top of the screen, you see all that right there. It's all there. Um, VOCNation.com for all the podcasts. If you're on your smartphone, go to Spotify or a podcast app, whatever one you use. Type of VOC Nation Radio Network listen to our podcast there or go to youtube.com slash damn 3 to watch the podcast there for Kelly Levy and Paul Baker I'm the above average comedian Dan Calchigo we'll see you next time please let's go Flyers This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. Rock and Roll Union and North Step Productions, in conjunction with Boo Ray Atlantic City, proudly present Jersey Shore Jam 2, May 15th. Featuring As We Become Ghosts and Rat Rod. It's been a long, cold winter, and now it's time to rock. Also appearing, the Rock and Roll Union house band, Shades of Grey, playing all of your favorites from the 60s to now. All COVID regulations will be in place. Tickets are available at eventbrite.com and are extremely limited, so get them before they run out. Doors open at 6 and showtime is at 7. Rat Rod, As We Become Ghosts, and Shades of Grey. Jersey Shore Jam 2, May 15th at Boo Ray, 201 South New York Avenue, Atlantic City. Did I mention there's free parking? Don't miss it. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists, and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Since 2012, HIC Talk Radio has been bringing you the best of independent wrestling and wrestling on the worldwide scale with interviews and other segments now featuring the Wrestling Historian with Craig Legon. Every Thursday night at 6 p.m. at VOCNation.com or go to your Android or iPhone and type in VOC Nation Radio Network and subscribe to the greatest wrestling podcast network in the world. Listen to HIAC Wrestling Podcast today. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer, the Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, 
streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern. And, of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum, The Maestro. And, by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOC Nation. Hola, this is your amiga, Shelly from Cali. To let you know, you can catch me here on VOC Nation for Shelly Live. You never know what the hell I'm going to be talking about. Sometimes I have guests. Sometimes I let you on in the cheese mess, spill a little tea. Sometimes I cry. You have to tune in to find out why. And I also take your calls. I love chatting with you guys and seeing what the hell you guys are thinking. So meet me here on the VOC Nation. Be there or be square. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network.